0: Hi, this is Nick Dawson, the Editor-in-Chief of TalkHouse Film, and you're listening to the TalkHouse Film Podcast. When we record TalkHouse Podcasts, there's no moderator, it's just a free-flowing conversation between two artists. So, just as in relationships, chemistry is key. Whether the people know each other or have met before in some capacity, there needs to be a spark. When I paired AD Bryant and Jesse Klein, I had no idea they had never met but when they got together to record their conversation at Samsung 837, it was very apparent something special was about to happen. Of course, being funny in a room is what they've both made their reputations on. Bryant has been a cast member on Saturday Night Live since 2012, where she's a real fan favorite, and she's also guested on some of the best TV in the past few years. Girls, Broad City, Documentary Now, and Horace and Pete. And Klein, previously a stand-up comedian and an SNL staff writer, is now a pivotal figure on two of the most essential shows on at the moment. She's head writer on Inside Amy Schumer, and a consulting producer on Transparent. The two were talking because Klein was in town to promote her extremely funny book of personal essays, You'll Grow Out of It, and Brian is a big fan of the book, as well as a big Jesse Klein fan generally. One note before we start. At Samsung 837, house rules stipulate that there should be no profanity during these live recordings. And I have to give full credit to these two for the most remarkable and creative effort in sticking to those rules as they talked about such topics as the very specific discomfort of SNL writing nights, any awkwardness, casting nightmares, their SNL host crushes, which leads to a great story about Drake, the celebrity Jesse drunk dial just a few weeks ago, hot guys, brows and breasts, and a whole bunch more.
1: Whoa, what an honor. This is a blind date for us, kind of. It is a blind date. But also I've been like stalking you like I would a blind date, kind of.
2: Yeah, like a go- a deep
1: Google. Yes. <laughs> deep. The deepest Google where I've read your full book and I like know all your work.
2: <laughs> um, I, uh, I It is like a blind date, although I feel like this is a happier blind date than any other blind date I've pretty much been on. You're right. Um, although I did meet my husband on a blind date.
1: I know, that's so cool. It, like a real
2: blind date, not like a euphemism for the internet. Like we were set up by a human. But every other blind date before that one super sucked.
1: But now is that person like every day text you and say like, I'm responsible for your child and your love and she's your life?
2: A real, she's been very chill about what she the moves she could be pulling. She's not pulling in terms of... Um, <laughs> you know, indentured servitude for life or whatever those <laughs> things might be. Um wait, are you with someone you've been with for a long time?
1: I am. Yes. I've been with my boyfriend for
2: You have like almost
1: lot- 8 years now. It's a very long time. That is a very long time. And how did you meet? We were both like performers in Chicago and we were both like kind of young on the scene, I guess. Sure, sure.
2: You can say that about you guys. Young and hot on the scene, tight and and ready to roll.
1: Um, Moist (laughs) and ready to go. And, um, yeah, and we weirdly, like, had never met, and then we did like a show where I performed and he performed, Ooh. and I did not watch his performance. But afterwards, he came up and was like, "You were so funny," and I was like, "Oh, and you were as well." I fully like lied <laughs> right so to his face. it with a lie, yeah, and it's pretty much been lies ever since. Had to.
2: <laughs> You're like, that's, oh, so it wasn't imp- it wasn't like an improv show. Right? No, I'm it was
1: against- like kind of like a sketch show kind of thing, okay. but. I lied to him right off the bat yeah. just because I was like, he's cute. Yeah. So. Well, you
2: might as well begin where you're going to end with the lies. That's right. Which is where my husband and I live.
1: We're but. going very raw and real right <laughs> from know. the get-go. I
2: know. Well, you know,
1: <laughs> I just took a really deep... <laughs> Deep draw of my iced decaf. I'm making a move right now, which is I'm going to hold your book. That is a blind date move. It's like, <laughs>
2: okay, is it okay if
1: I touch your breast? Here the, we go. Okay, wait. I read your book, and I love it so much. Thank you, There Amy. were so many moments where like, I would just put it down and like put my ha- head in my hand and That's just nice. be like, yes, that is true. Wow. But also there were moments where I would laugh out loud, which I... Actually, I don't know if I've ever done it a Seriously? book. Yes,
2: for real. Yes, for real. Are you real. lying to me the way you lied to your boyfriend?
1: <laughs> no. I'm serious. I truly That's so nice. I had never like LOL experienced You've an LOL loved. moment Right. and I really did. I I related to it so much was your Emmy. Your Emmy oh, tale.
2: I'm so well, I mean, thank you. It like I'm, shook
1: me to my core where I was like <laughs> someone else had the experience. I really was like taken it back.
2: Well, so the Emmy tale where I talk about Yeah, um, fill people in. I'll just the headline is that um so I am the head writer of Inside Amy Schumer and we got nominated for an Emmy um, and yes. at the time <laughs> you deserve yes, it and be, yes. girls be making money for themselves <laughs> and um but the, at the time of the ceremony I had given I'd given birth 3 months prior to Emmy day. And so I was still just very Hormonally all over the place. My boobs were just a factory of this and that, <laughs> and um, also known as milk. It was so, anyway, I had to breast pump. I had to bring my breast pump. Uh, so, not to get into the science of it, but even though my kid wasn't with me. So, um, and I just had this I was like, oh, now that I'm going to the Emmys. Everything's fixed. Mm -hmm. This is going to be the best. I'm going to get to. You made it. I made. I'm done. Yeah, Yeah, I got it. You got the thing. I got the thing. And then um, you go to the thing, and there's still a stratification of who goes where and. I was like, well, I'm a nominee. I'm like going <laughs> to yes. be, I'm the, like, I'm nominee. I'm one yes. of the people. Yes,
1: you're red carpet woman. Reel. I'm
2: on the red carpet. But then the red carpet is divided into two halves <laughs> yes. for people who are just a scotch, <laughs> fancier, prettier, yes. thinner, whatever. And, um, and I was like, oh, that's, that was, that's unexpected. Yes. And there was a very awkward moment where I saw, um, do you know Brooke Posh? You must know her. No. Brooke. Um, Brooke runs Amy Poehler's development
1: company Oh, so now. cool.
2: Um, So cool. And uh, she was on the other side of the, she was on the fancier side of the rope, and she's an old friend of mine. And I ran to meet her across the rope in a hug, and like a security oh. guard practically like elbowed me to the ground. I was just like, but, oh, I think you've misunderstood. I, too, am one of these princess ladies. <laughs> yes. Did you not see? And that was just like, oh, no, it's you're ne- It's never fully what you think it's going to be. And then we won the Emmy, which was even more like, oh, my God. Yes. And then immediately after that happened, everyone went on to the after ball, and I had to go to a room in the basement to pump my <laughs> boobs out. And I'm sitting in a dressing room, um, like an abandoned dressing room, yeah, with a pump on, which makes this terrible noise. It's like, zzz, 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 <laughs> and um, this Emmy at my feet. And I was like, oh, this is just lonely and kind of weird. And it's, I was psyched. I'm not, a, a, I'm not an a hole. <laughs> um, but if, I was like, oh, this, I'm just back in my body and my life. I have all the depressions and anxieties that I had before. Yeah, But you feel this, I don't know if you feel this, because you have a very fancy job.
1: Yes, I do. It's so fun, and it's a magical and fancy job where often I feel like a princess. A princess. Um, but, yeah, it's like the same same stuff where, like, you still have to, like, wear shoes that hurt or, like, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know, stuff that, like, keeps you very human. Yeah. The shoes that hurt is a horrible example of that, but no, she- deal with human despair, I guess, <laughs> is what I mean. Um, the
2: pain of you shoes know. and human despair. Yes. They are... <laughs> Very closely
1: related. Yeah, or even just being like, oh my God, I am one of the chosen few who will now go to the Emmys or something. Right, right. And then getting there and being like, oh, this is kind of like a. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't like what I imagined, and I didn't feel all the feelings of like gliding on air in a golden gown or something. I was just like, oh, I'm still just myself, and I'm. Yeah. Which is great, but it I... Is great.
2: Yourself is great.
1: Thank you. Look Thank in the you. mirror
2: Thank and you. say it out loud, girl.
1: <laughs> also <laughs> at SNL, we have like a weird experience where like people, like random megastars come weekly Yeah, <laughs> and you see the, all the different ways that like people deal with it or like are seem so normal or uh, yeah. don't seem so normal. <laughs> yeah, or, or very much the opposite yeah, yes. of that in every way. And there's there are sort of like different little paths that you look at where you're like, okay, do I want to be a of, you know, 40-year movie star who yeah, like yeah, yeah. has never like walked on a street anymore or like <laughs> yeah. you know
2: just has like a hoverboard.
1: Right. It's stressful to me.
2: Um I don't know. Yeah, I can I literally just doing these like I have
1: I know you're promoting your book, so like you have to go out there and be like, "This thing that I made is good." You, you f's,
2: <laughs> you f's, you d's, s my d, you f's. I don't know why I'm talking so so horribly to nice people who might buy my book. Like, uh, no, it's it's more. I just feel like I, I have like a little teeny bit of press, none of which is. I mean, it's all very exciting, but I just in the relative scale of like someone like Amy being on the cover of Vanity Fair. It's not as exposed as that. And yet this C sliver feels very exposed and overwhelming and like I can't handle it.
1: Well, you seem like you're handling it so well. I don't know. My special bun I
2: walked out of the house with is already crumbling. (laughs) I'm just not meant, I'm not meant for this. (laughs) I don't know. But I am, but I'm, but whatever. This is fun. Yeah. This is fun, right? We're having a great day. So much fun. (laughs) Just say this is fun. I don't know. What else should we talk about, Edine?
1: I don't know. I wanna keep talking about the book.
2: No, it feels really unnecessary. Really? To me.
1: I don't know. It's I like mean, all my favorite stuff.
2: Really? What else did you like in the book?
1: Poodle versus wolf is a thing that I I just said wolf. Like Poodle wolf, versus wolf Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wolf. A wolf. Is something that I truly was like, Whoa, I'm so aggressively a wolf. Oh,
2: I mean I would hope that you're a wolf. I I, lo- I am a wolf, and I love other wolves.
1: I love poodles, though, and I, I'm so happy for a poodle. So much respect for a poodle. So happy for them. Um,
2: Yeah. You should explain what a poodle what and, a,
1: and a wolf I is. I feel like
2: it's pretty, it's yeah. pretty clear. <laughs> I know, you're
1: right. <laughs>
2: and this actually was a story, as I write in the chapter, that was born at SNL. Really? Well, insofar as it was me one night in the middle of the night wandering the halls, as one does at SNL, mm-hmm. Um. I don't even know what what I was up to, but I bumped into Emily Spivey, which I think she had left when you came on. Yeah, she was
1: before me, but I am psychotically obsessed with her. Yeah. And when I met her at like the 40th, I more or less like screamed in her face, like, I'm obsessed with you. Yeah. Like I was a monster.
2: Yeah. No, she's, um, she is a a golden like angel creature from above. But um, Emily Spivey used to write on SNL. And I kind of bumped into each other in the hall and we were really exhausted. And um, one of the TVs was on to Charlie Rose interviewing Angelina Jolie. He was being a perv bot like he always is. Um, Love Charlie Rose. Love how pervy he is with women on the show. Anyway, we're just looking at Angelina Jolie and, um, and we were, and I think Emily Spivey said, she's like, we just were, Also, we were such monsters in that moment. Was, <laughs> I know. It was like the 3 a.m. SNL.
1: I don't think I've ever moment. looked worse than like a Tuesday writing night at oh, SNL. It's
2: not just how, it's like you feel awful and look
1: awful. It feels like you've been dipped in like sweaty pubes or something. Yeah,
2: it's That very, aren't your
1: own. They're like 40 years of honored sweaty pubes or something. It's
2: like going to a hotel, like a really bad, like a roadside motel mm-hmm. when there's like a Bar of soap with a pube on it, mm-hmm. and you have to rub that on your body, yes, and then not stop doing that for fourteen hours. <laughs> and it's like kind of writing night and, that and smell. use your
1: brain to the like the best of its capacity while you're just like <laughs> covered in like dirt and yeah stink. Uh,
2: there's also like the the eating like the dinner that comes oh. at like eight and then you just eat it for nine hours yes. and you're like, it's cool that this whatever, like not great sushi to begin with right. has been sitting on a hot room. I'll just gnaw on the seaweed edge and then you eat the whole thing. Um, but that's the state we were in. Mm-hmm. I, Spivey's super gorgeous. I think we would both say we were just, it was the middle of the night and we were both like, "Ugh." and Angelina Jolie is Angelina Jolie enough said And we started musing on, um, we're like, how is it it possible that we are, like, the same species as her? (laughs) Like, she was like, are we the same species as Angelina Jolie? And I was like, I don't know that to be totally true. And then I was like, it's kind of like the way poodles and wolves are both technically dogs but like unrecognizable as the same like mm-hmm. a little toy poodle mm-hmm. how is that related to a wolf no mm-hmm. um and so i wrote a chapter about oh, look, people are wandering into this not a store sorry i'm just <laughs> looking at where we are it's so crazy um and uh, so then i started thinking about i wrote a chapter called poodle versus wolf and it's how some women are poodles and some women are wolves Mm -hmm. and it's and it's kind of just a metaphor for I guess like your relationship to your femininity Mm -hmm. and how easily it comes to you to adhere to a standard. Some women are just effortless. Yes.
1: I also have like yeah, I've never even once thought like, "Oh, I should wear like gorgeous underwear." <laughs> never. Like I'm once. I'm like I need a cotton sack to hold <laughs> this stuff oh, in.
2: Yeah, every pair of underwear I have, I wear until it's an old pirate flag. <laughs> and like a tattered pirate flag with a skull and crossbones, <laughs> letting you know that there's poison inside and to stay away. And
1: booty nearby. <laughs> oh, I'm maybe sorry. Booty near,
2: yeah, someone else, probably my friend. <laughs> But the pirate flag is waving over my own vagina. Um, yeah, I've never. I tried to buy fancy underwear once. I
1: know. I read about that in the book. And disaster.
2: It's have you so ever done it once?
1: You must have. When you met your
2: boyfriend. I don't know why I said that. Like,
1: <laughs> no, screw you. I your honestly, boyfriend. you know, I've never had the experience of being like, I'm gonna go to this gorgeous store and like put on little like shiny covers. I've never done anything like that. shiny <laughs> flaps. I guess I should, but I guess that's why I'm a true wolf. Like, I just, it's I'm not, like, I don't even, I can't even go in that store. Yeah, like, they won't your radar. let me. Yeah.
2: And your boyfriend probably doesn't care. He truly doesn't care.
1: Like, and also, like, when I, like, we wear a lot of makeup on SNL. Yeah, yeah. And, like, a lot of times when I come home, he's like, ugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, whoa, <laughs> my God, you have a little wig on your eye, you know, and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, He's, he's like, whatever. way more into a normal vibe. Yeah. Which well, is nice. He seems like,
2: I'm a fan of your boyfriend as well. I'm just going to well, say. Well, thanks. I am too. Um, Wait, where were we? Oh, the underwear thing. Yeah, I, I don't think my husband cares about. Cares about it but my paranoia is that right it's because of me and that if I looked like someone else you'd be into it but maybe I need to let that
1: go no I don't think that's true thank you I don't I never so met I your husband step. <laughs> but I believe that's <sighs> not true <laughs> I, I hope it's not true I think that might be my own stuff I know. You know what I'm also obsessed with from your book when someone told you that you could play Natalie Portman's mom?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that really touched yeah. me very
1: deeply. Yeah,
2: that really did occur. Uh Yeah, uh, in summation, I was at a truly hideous event <laughs> of some kind. It was so disgusting. <laughs> and um, I don't know, it was like... Comedian, I did a stand-up show, and I didn't even know, but after I did the show, someone was like, oh, this is like a mingling event with agents and executives oh, from a living nightmare. some network, and we were supposed to go to a restaurant, and that restaurant turned out to be more of a sports book. <laughs> <laughs> so and I was cool. like, okay, okay. And, um, yeah, they're like, you kind of have to go for ten minutes. And so I went, and, um, and this... This exact casting executive from a network that shall go name us. Yeah. Than anyone possibly cares. Um, it's so interesting to watch people walking around here. I know. I I'm just saw a great, I saw
1: a great, green, a great Dane walk behind <gasps> you. And I like took Why everything in me not to scream, like, Jesse, shut up and look what? at that great Dane. Wait a minute.
2: This is our first fight. You know, I if you know. see a great Dane, you have to.
1: I know, and I know that you, have you love dogs because I've read your book, and you said it many times in the book, <laughs> I love dogs. And I was like, this is my friend.
2: I, I mean, there's a few dogs that are a must shout out. A
1: Great Dane, Woo. a Greyhound, yeah. And I also think and like a corgi, a corgi. Got to let me know. And I would even say one of those like cartoonishly groomed poodles. Yeah. When if I see you, that, French, I'm like, oh, yeah, this like is psychotic. A <laughs> this cartoon. dog has been like brushed and washed more than I ever have yeah. in my life. It's someone's like weird sexual fetish. That totally. That looks, yeah, I'm gonna puff out your
2: head and yes. your ankles. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> like I so cruel.
1: I can't finish if I don't see a dog with those puff <laughs> ankles. <laughs> your tail is just like a little sexy accessory <laughs> for me. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, it but was, th- so I have to point it out when I see yeah, them. Yeah,
2: please now. F- okay, yeah. I I know people listening. Like, Where are they? <laughs> <I know.
1: laughs> uh, we should tell them we're in a glass box. We're in
2: a glass box in a very shishi part of town, mm-hmm. surrounded by electronics, but we can see the street. And I unfortunately can see my own
1: <laughs> giant head. I don't want to
2: turn around. Turn around. Oh yeah, I look yeah, good. Yeah, there we are. I just saw the back of my own hair. <laughs> your hair is. George. Whoa, Poodle hair Thank today. you.
1: Unfortunately, this is a podcast. Wish you guys could <laughs> see.
2: Check out ED's <laughs> Snapchat. You want to get a look at them braids?
1: <laughs> oh my God.
2: But that braid dough. Um, what was it? About? All that, this drunk piece of nonsense. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, no, we have to finish this, okay. Natalie Portman, because it is. It's, it's special. So it's good a to super me. Super special
2: moment. Um, so, anyway, I meant this hideousness and this gasting casting executive from some network and I think she genuinely meant well and whatever but she ran up to me and she was like Jesse Klein I'm obsessed with you which is at, especially at that time not yes. possible
1: very and cool I was
2: like cool. oh my god well, all right thank you and she's like you have to move to LA I mean she's always like, a good
1: way to start uh, yeah
2: <laughs> like a command about my <laughs> life she's an inch from my face and um And I was like, okay, why do I have to do that? She's like, so I can put you in one of my shows. And I was like, and I'm kind of like, oh, I'm going to do the thing where I kind of meet her energy. I'm going to make my energy her energy. Yes. okay, okay. And I was like, well, what would you cast me as? And she like takes a few steps back and she looks at me and she goes, she thinks, she goes, you could play Natalie Portman's mom. And I was like, I can't. And I, I, I was just because
1: what's the age difference between you and Natalie Portman? Six years.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's whoever's the fact checker can fact oh, check, but I, it's not God. more than six, as far as I know.
1: If so, it makes yeah. you feel any better, I have a similar tale that when I lived in Chicago, which is not exactly like a. A hub of showbiz, yeah, but they yeah, do a, a lot of commercials showbiz. there. Yeah, that's showbiz. true. But they do a lot of commercials, so I had like a like kind of a commercial agent, sure. and they would send you out like on whatever. And I was probably nineteen, twenty, maybe twenty-one, like very young. And they sent me out for a Walmart commercial where mm. I was supposed to be like a mother of four, <laughs> and I got there and it was Wait, like, how old were you again? I was truly like twenty-one years old. Yeah. <laughs> And when I got there, it was like all women, probably like maybe in their forties, but with my body type. (laughs) And I was like, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. I see what's happening here. Um, You think that because of my body, I look like I might be a forty-year-old woman? Yes, I've labored. I've labored. Popped out like four children or whatever. So it was a very cool. Uh, moment for me where yeah. I was like oh I actually uh, hate this so much
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my dreams involve something I truly love <laughs> yeah I had a I briefly I think I maybe went on when I, I lived in LA years ago and I uh, I guess I don't know maybe I was around like 30 and I was like well I guess I'll try going out my my manager was like do you want to go on sitcom auditions so I was mm-hmm. like yeah why not like why not me yeah this <laughs> And there were so many reasons why not me. There like couldn't have been a longer list. But I was like, all right. And um and I I'm not like a trained actress. I I was just like, I'll give it a go. And I every audition that I went to, it was like a room not that this is a bad thing. A room of the most Jewish-looking people you'd ever see. <laughs> I know. Life. It was it's, literally like the like the upstairs section of an Orthodox synagogue where we they were just like clearly insane. seeking out Semitic, brown-haired, ethnic white ladies to play a best friend. It was always it to play a best a Jewy best friend.
1: Oh. I mean, I have auditioned for so many nervous assistants, it would chill you to your bone. <laughs> it would rock you to your core. I'm rocked. Consider and it would always rock. be like like Cameron Diaz or Anne Hathaway's like nervous but well-meaning assistant. Excuse me. Oh, I love you and I want to help you, but Did I'm you too stupid. <laughs> I love you, but
2: I'm too stupid. That is the worst. Perfect. That is a great line. I love you, but I'm too I
1: understand why I'm sent out for those roles, because it is my essence in some ways, where I'm like, I wanna help.
2: <laughs> I'd like to be of service. Some men are permanent Um That's a well, it's a good it is a very funny vibe, but um, I think you can do so much more. Thank
1: you so much. Um not
2: totally <laughs> welcome. Hold on, time for another
1: <laughs> well, I'll take one too. Mmm whoa, we're so refreshed.
2: Oh, we're so refreshed. We're just two sophisticated ladies. Oh, wait, I had something more to say about about like the hideous audition thing of it all. Oh, oh just the Hollywood types. And I haven't seen this movie, and I like everybody in it, and I will probably go see it, but the trailer
1: for... Bad moms, bad moms. I know. Bad I bad saw a f- like a. I was about to say a frozen image, but what is that? <laughs> like a billboard? No, I saw frozen. <laughs> a frozen image. But I yeah. haven't seen the trailer. Advertising
2: a series of moving images that you can pay to go
1: see. <laughs> frozen image. <laughs> Truly. I know you mean. <laughs> yeah, a frozen image. Wow. I guess I'm like from the 1940s no, or something. I would hope. Um, so you saw
2: a frozen image for bad moms, but I
1: haven't seen the trailer. So I saw moving images okay. for bad moms, <laughs> and what is a trailer?
2: See. And I, everyone in it is, in, is like an actress I love. Mm-hmm. Like Catherine Hahn. Obsessed. Yeah, so great. Um, uh, what's her? Oh, my God, I'm blanking on everyone's name. But anyway, it's mm-hmm. like all very funny, talented people. But Mila Kunis, who I also think is super talented, mm-hmm. I guess. And it's and I, I am now a mom and I have a one-year-old. And so I, ha- I am like, I feel I'm very in it with the baby experience. Yes. And the whole idea of this is like, I guess you know, it's bad moms, and moms, and they have babies, and I haven't seen the movie. Something with them being moms. And Mila Kunis has just had a baby. And there's a, sh- a, a brief moment in the trailer where she she takes off her shirt, and she's in, like, a nursing bra, mm-hmm. which is generally not a particularly attractive yeah. bra. but. And it's supposed to be like, oh my god, look at what's happened to my boobs and my bra. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. Gross, but it's Mila Kunis. She just looks so great. It's yeah. It's like, like if that was my before picture, <laughs> yes. tit wise, totally. It's, it's okay. It's just like, it. No knock on her, but the, it's just the casting of her as like now she's a gross. She's mom. wrecked. Oh. she's
1: wrecked. She got ruined. Oh, look at that, husk. <laughs> it's like, wow. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She looks okay. And then the other women are
2: standing around, being like,
1: "Girl, you got to get out of that bra, girl."
2: I'm like, "That is my that bra is currently my goal. Like to work my way up to that bra would be a a dream."
1: Oh my god, I've spent my life just looking for something that can accommodate like heavy boulders. So to be in like a tight little like sports oh, bra style thing, woo. yeah. Why not? What a uh, sexy way to live your life.
2: I know. I used to wear little bras when I was like seventeen. That's so, so cool. Such, but that is ancient.
1: I guess history. I had full tits at like third grade. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Full on, full on tatas. Yeah, dunsos. just blasting
1: out. Really? Yeah.
2: That must have been hard. I would imagine. Um, Because I feel like all the girls who developed very early, I mean, I was a late, 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 late bloomer. (laughs) Like, everyone, like, so late that when it happened, everyone was like, oh, we thought you died. (laughs) Oh. But then I knew, I mean, girls who were, like, early boob developers, I felt Mm -hmm. like got really teased and had, like, a really hard time. You know, girls I girls were jealous.
1: I feel like honestly it was more that like I barely knew how to move my body around anyway. Right. And I also had like no teeth. Right. Because right. My grandpa was my dentist, and so he like Ooh, pulled all my baby teeth. Buried the lead. I know. Lead. Why he, have
2: you kept this little he tidbit pulled from me?
1: All my baby teeth, like in one sitting, basically like six teeth at once. What? So I had like no teeth and giant boobs, and it was and like horrible rosacea, and only wore like overalls. And um, then I, I it was aroused. just like it was. It was such a mess. It Why was, did he pull your baby teeth? I think, like, someone had said, like, they're not coming out very quick. And he was like, I'll get them out. <laughs> I'll punch her <laughs> yes. right in the, right the maw." Yes. And they're so, okay, so it... So, it so I just changes. had, like, a mess of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was trying to, like, Early. navigate being, like, 12 or whatever, Ugh. which is just, like, a mess. It's the, it's the worst. 12 is the worst I know, because you still want to like pretend to be a horse or whatever, but you also like I
2: did want to pretend to be a horse. (laughs) Totally. I was very obsessed with the black stallion. I don't know if that meant anything
1: for you. Yes. That's like
2: a little before your, is that a timeless thing or is that? I I definitely like
1: know what it is. And I also like know what a black stallion looks like. (laughs) Well, that's half the battle (laughs) to knowing
2: what the black stallion is. Look at these people. See, oh, hello. Oh, hi. Oh, my God. Look. Um are like, like, why
1: are these bitches in a
2: glass who box? Who are these glass box bitches? But, like, what are people coming in for? I don't know. This isn't helpful to the podcast, but I am the You can't. It's the way you saw the Great Dane. I know. Didn't say a word about it. I'm sorry. I am trying to tell you when I see interesting stuff. People are very interested in okay. playing with these phones. It's like they've never held a phone before.
1: Shirtless man running. Shirtless man running. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Also (laughs) important. Also very important. Thank you for knowing. Okay. I just was like, get it out there and say what's there.
2: I am. Well, I definitely want to see a shirtless man running. Um, I'd give him like a, he was a seven.
1: Yeah, if. It wasn't that.
2: amazing, and yet still I was like, the shirtless man running!
1: Well, I actually just on my way walking here, I saw a shirtless man who was like cartoonishly jacked. Like he looked yeah. scary, kind yeah, of to yeah, me yeah. in a way. And he had a big backpack on. Oh, this child's waving to us. Oh,
2: oh I'm missing out on the child. And then his dad
1: reprimanded him. Oh, uh, therapy begins. <laughs> Just wanted to say hi Just to the said, lady. Shut up. <laughs> I'm so glad well, it started I didn't see here. It. Yeah.
2: Well, you know what? It's going to happen sometime. <laughs> um, I'm embarrassed when I see a shirtless man. This happened to me actually, I think two <gasps> yesterday. I was walking around the East Village and I saw a guy on a bike.
1: I'm and- already horny. <laughs> Instantly horny just at yeah, the idea of both,
2: it. Yeah, we're both sopping right now. He was the hottest guy I've <gasps> ever seen on a bike. But there's something about being attracted. like I f- when I suddenly feel attracted just to a dude who's like so model
1: Yes, which is
2: generally not my type. I get embarrassed that I had that feeling. I'm like, am
1: I? I truly know. Am I just America? Am yeah. I just like an idiot? I'm just like but ogling he was men. Hot. That's cool. He was like a hot, sweaty guy
2: biking around. I. And he wasn't shirtless, but his t shirt was sweaty and wet, so it was clinging.
0: I was like, oh,
2: 50 shades of (laughs) bike.
1: Ugh, kill me. <laughs> no, that's cool. He was a cute man. I went to so. dinner last night and the brag. And, oh, oh. And well, excuse me. And, but our waiter was, like, just a gorgeous model man. Sure. And he had um, a little man bun. And I kept nice. thinking, like, I kind of get it now. Like, I get the, ba- the, bun. the bun, I get
2: Because ho- he made it work for you. I was
1: hypnotized by him and the bun and... And his like, he was like explaining like wines, and I was like, oh, yes, uh, like I was just, losing my mind. In
2: the cartoon of that, he just became a giant bun talking, <laughs> yes. and he
1: salivated. It over worked his for man me. Bun.
2: That's like, yeah. There's sometimes someone who can pull something off that know, like gives you access. that I
1: think is stupid.
2: Like, or something. who's that blonde actor, Paul Bettany? I don't know him. Paul Bettany is that a person? Yeah, Paul Bettany. He was in. I'm gonna bring up a movie he was in (laughs) forty thousand years ago, Wimbledon. He was in, and he's in stuff, and I think he's married to Jennifer Connelly. Oh, but he is quite blonde, like, Mm -hmm. and I am normally blonde men usually not my jam. Just not my thing. I don't know why. I get you, Paul Bettany. I was like, I just want to watch the sun, a sunbeam go through your golden. black flaxen flaxseed hair (laughs) that's not hair this has
1: turned into like a very nasty podcast where we're just (laughs) listing all the (laughs) cute guys we've ever seen so who do you want
2: to (laughs) bang um paul bedney yeah he stands alone on the blonde guy thing on my list wait who do who do you like Ooh, i have good Mm -hmm. questions like who who's who's been like your big snl host crush
1: I mean, it's, it's, no, it's not embarrassing, and I will do a full separate podcast about it.
2: (laughs) No, we finally found our topic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you quite honestly, in a way that, like, I went into the week being like, oh, I don't know, I'm a fan, but, like, I don't care, and I left the week being like, I have been touched by an angel, and this man rocked me to my core as Drake. Yes, please.
2: Whoa, like, that is very good to hear because Drake is also on my radar. Whoa,
1: very cool and to hear that we're sharing a radar and
2: nice to know that he's not a disappointment because it almost seems you too know what perf.
1: it almost is like fueled by the personality. Yeah. So then, for when sure. you, when the looks are like just also like a bonus. Yeah. W- but it's Drake. You're yeah. like, oh, this is too much. Also, to bear. his name's Drake. I know, and he's Jewish. Oh, he's got it so going and on. And Canadian. Also, like you know, like at SNL, people come with assistants or whatever. He basically just brings like a group of friends, and they're all so nice, and they're also cool, and they all like hang out all week, and like, oh, really? yes, and he like got. He like got us a dinner one night, and everyone like had dinner, and all his friends were there. And Drake. they like brought a little like sound system to like play music, and a little candle to like set. He the brought mood. a
2: little candle, and like
1: okay, that full compassion set
2: me off. They left
1: the candle, and I took. it <laughs> <laughs> As I refuse to burn it. I just keep it in my house like a maniac. Okay, wait. Can I tell you I'm an even scared. more embarrassing
2: story? Yes,
1: please. this was—that's the most humiliating thing I, I could ever tell you. I shouldn't even tell the
2: story because I think I actually could get in some sort of. <laughs> that's trouble.
1: how I feel right now. So no, please for the share candle, with me.
2: Drake would love to know you have his candle. Okay. So, uh, I, I one of my faves uh, is um, Leev Schreiber. Oh yeah. Leev. Yes. Leev.
1: We I have, live for it, and I don't know, but I like it. We have Schreiber yeah.
2: of Ray Donovan and yes. many other things. Um, I just think he is basically like a lion on hind legs. <laughs> I love staring at him and Whoa. thinking about him and looking at him you, and watching him. And just I've seen him me on into Broadway. Dom <laughs>
1: I'm like, and,
2: uh, just when when a man is so handsome. Like, I once saw Clive Owen at the Four Seasons gym in L.A., and I was like, oh, he's a wolf on hind legs in the best way. <laughs> he's cool. also in my top three. But anyway, so Liam Schreiber is, like, a longtime fave, and me and my, one of my best friends have, like, together gone to see him on Broadway. He's an incredible talent. I don't want to, whatever. He's a piece of meat. I love yes. him. And um, so I'm like, why do I feel the need to be like, he's also good at his job. <laughs> Gives a whatever. So um, I, um, two weekends ago, I was in Portland, Oregon to do some whatever thing. But it was the first time I was away from my baby in like a long time, wow. which means I was psyched. Yes. you were Missed right. him very much, but also was like,
1: I... I'm alive and I'm ready to I'm get down. I'm alive.
2: And well, by ready to get down, you mean, I'm going to go get lunch By myself at a restaurant and get super drunk at 1 p.m. That's what I was doing because you don't get to do that as a mom. So I'm sitting alone, getting wasted, just so (laughs) happy to have time by myself. And my friend, out of the blue, this is a long story. The payoff of my number. I'm here for it. My friend, who is in the process of moving and therefore is digging out all the stuff in her apartment, she used to work for a casting director like 15 years ago, she found her old phone message pad. Oh, God. And she texts me a photo of the message pad that has Liev Schreiber's cell phone number on it. And she's like...
1: I'm rock hard right now.
2: (laughs) She's like, oh, my God, I once took a message from Liev Schreiber. And I was like oh my God, I was like, is that still his number? And she's like, oh, I don't know. There's no way. It's from 15 years ago. And I was like, well, no one changes their cell phone number. And she was like, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's still his number. And I was like, well, I'm calling it. And she, all caps, was like, what? And I'm like, calling. We'll let you know how it goes. And I'm like, I'm so drunk. I'm 40 years old. And I'm like, deep, deep, deep. And I'm just like, I'm just going to listen to his voice on his voicemail and hang up. And then it rings, like,
1: two times. Whoa, baby. And then, hello. (gasps) And he picked up the phone. Oh, my God. And I'm like... What did you do?
2: (gasps) I said... This (laughs) this is why I'm bad at improv. I said, hi, is David there? That's good. To create a conversation. And he said, David. And I said, yes, David. (laughs) And he said... I think you have the wrong number. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was acting.
1: Good And acting. I did it.
2: And he said, no problem. And then we hung up. Oh, my but God. But we spoke. Yeah, I'm high from it. Yeah. And then I was just like,
1: what is my life? <laughs> what is my life? You were truly free in that moment.
2: I was so, I felt more myself than I've ever been in my life. I was like, I think this is who I, this is the real me.
1: God damn. As a
2: woman who just drunk calls (laughs) very nice celebrities and interrupts their day. People who are nice enough to pick up the phone from an unknown number. That's
1: so cool. What? I've never done that. Well. But I guess that's what you do when you're a powerful lion on hind legs. (laughs) Oh,
2: he is a lion on hind legs. (laughs) What could be better about a lion? Oh, I know. If it walked on hind legs. Whoa. When I was at SNL, and I wasn't there that long, but my my like, oh, you're a Lovely surprise! Oh, really? Okay. Is it time? Perfect! Wow, great. Oh, I didn't know. I was wait, like, you got to know. Tell me. I was me. like, we're either ten minutes over or seventy <laughs> minutes under.
1: <laughs> I can't tell. I agree. I'm
2: just staring at my own nose. Uh, okay, I'll, wait. Also, I'll wrap it up and just say it was Jude Law. Which Whoa, seemed very, that's cool. Like down the middle. No, that's Again, cool. Kind of a pretty boy. Not I know. Necessarily in my thing, but then he was a delight. See, and he wore the. Deepest scoop, round scoop neck oh, shirt I've ever seen in my heaven life. Heaven on earth. But he was like charming, warm, hilarious, funny, awesome.
1: Just like you.
0: Ah! Whoa. Oh, I wow. wrapped
2: it right the hell up. Girl, right back at you. We have the same drinks. I know. We're we love such dogs. good friends. We both love dogs. We love dogs. This was a success. I feel like a success of the blind
1: Absolutely. <laughs>
0: This is Nick Dawson from Talk House Film, and you've been listening to AD Bryant and Jesse Klein on the Talk House Film Podcast. This episode was engineered and edited by Tim Flansbaum. Thanks to Giant Step for coordination. For more filmmakers talking film and TV, visit the slash film. Subscribe to Talk House Film and Talk House Music Podcast on iTunes, where you can find all our previous episodes. And while you're there, please rate and review if you can.
2: Great. This went really well. I think so. I decide.
1: <laughs> Two men in bow ties behind you. <laughs> I'm there. Hi.